like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual, kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I am Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining us for another BDSM United podcast in our ongoing new and improved slave training series. Uh, We did another slave training series uh, about a year or so ago, and uh, that one was um, a a little more basic, and this one is definitely goes into a lot more depth. We've we've grown since then, and as we grow and we find new material, we we learn it, we uh, we practice it, and we teach it to you. We want to share what we learn. Uh, the goal of slave voice training is today's podcast. The goal of voice of slave voice training is to alter the slave's speech or the way it speaks into a pattern and inflection that the master finds desirable and fits its position as slave. Slave learns how, when, and where to speak, and when to remain silent. It's desirable for two primary reasons. The first is to make the slave easier to manage, and the second is to de- demonstrate that uh, to it that even the speech is controlled by the master. Uh, there's a particular beauty in the speech pattern and voice inflections of a well-trained slave. The master has the duty to establish rules that make the slave a more effective servant and to make the slave easy to manage. Remember, slave is property and as such needs to be managed correctly. Definitely want to take good care of our property. Voice training is one tool for efficient management of master's property. It provides an effective groundwork for higher levels of training or different types of training. The master controls communication, which makes training easier for both both the master and the slave. This doesn't mean that a slave can't express concerns or ask questions. Communication between the two is necessary. It just means that the master has control of when and how the communication is done. Remember, um, power exchange dynamics are relationship dynamics. So it's definitely a relationship. And you'll definitely want to have communication with your slave. Because communication is part of a relationship. But you'll also want to make sure that you control how, why, when the communication is done. Voice training will ensure that the master has this control of all conversation and and not the slave. It gives it a clear method and means to communicate to the master. It improves the sound of its speaking voice and it gives the slave another way of expressing its submission. Forcing a slave to adhere to a submissive speech pattern helps them to focus their whole being 
on their slavery. It, it's not just a behavioral change, but also a change of thought process. In psychology, it's often said the behavior... Oh, where am I go? <laughs> oh, sorry, I lost my place in my notes here. Let me come down here. Where am I at here? Okay, sorry, my apologies. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we are. Sorry, I hit a button and paged up to the top of my notes. In psychology, it's often said the behavioral changes, that behavior changes attitude and attitude changes behavior. Therefore, acting as if you're a slave uh, molds your attitude into being a slave. You feel your slavery by acting as if you are, and you're the one, uh, as if you're the one shaping you into a slave. In other words, you are what you speak. And that's a really good thing. It's like if you speak it, uh, you are what you speak. Slave training is geared to molding and shaping a slave to serve its master. Uh, it's one of the many ways a slave is used to create within itself a self-image of being the master's property. A master takes command of how, where, and when a slave is allowed to use its voice. Generally, the slave will have to learn two or more different levels of speech patterns. Usually in the highest level, the slave remains silent until spoken to, and this is like the highest level of protocol, and... Uh, must ask for permission to speak. The slave's speech at this higher protocol is directly under the control of the master. Usually there is at least one lower level of speech protocol. And at a lower level, the slave usually has permission to speak, but still must use the protocol that will usually involve calling, uh, using the term master or sir when the beginning and the end of what they're saying. Usually in training, the slave's voice is first restricted, then it's granted back on a limited basis and taught the details of the different levels of protocol for speech. Let me, re let me repeat that. So usually when training begins, uh, the slave's voice is first restricted. And then it's granted back on a limited basis as it's taught the details of the different levels of speech. Removing speech first causes the slave to focus on the relearning process more. The slave, ha the slave has to learn the new patterns of speech in order to communicate. Infractions are often punished immediately. But punishment alone isn't really a good method of training. So you definitely want to add some encouragement and praise uh, with the punishment. The, the speech patterns are not normal, but a slave usually adapts fairly fast to the different levels of speech protocol. Uh, one, master. Master is the master's role. It's a master's identity, master's title. And the master's name. A slave will always refer to uh, to you only as master. 
the master, my master, sir, mistress, my owner, depending on your gender and, and depending on how it's used in a sentence and to who the slave, the slave is speaking. Number two, a slave's reference to itself is always your slave, your property, or a pronoun, if you allow them to use he and she, but oftentimes it is a good reinforcement, referring to the pronoun it as a secondary reference when speaking to its master. When speaking with others, a slave refers to themselves as this slave and uses a pronoun as a secondary reference. Again, if you allow them to use the pronouns of he or she, that's definitely okay for your, if it's your preference. But uh, oftentimes it is a good, uh, like I said, it reinforces, using the pronoun it to describe slave reinforces its role as property. A slave usually will never use the words me, my, or I. The only exception are that a slave can say my master or uh, or can talk about my slavery. Uh, but oftentimes, you know, this is few and far between. A uh, it can also use the term its master. Uh, a slave says, sir, yes, sir, or and thank you, sir, uh, when uh, the slave is given any order, when it's told any piece of information, even if it doesn't affect her or affect it, uh, has the speech or behavior corrected or explained. The slave says, sir, no, sir. Thank you, sir, when the response is negative. The, the slave can answer with any, or sorry, any yes or no question asked of it by stating yes or no, sir, or yes or no, ma'am or madam, depending on gender, and will respond to assuming a position with only yes, sir. Uh, example, if the, given to the command to kneel, they'll be answered yes, sir, as they kneel. A slave never speaks unless spoken to. When the slave feels a need for the master's attention, the slave comes into the master's consciousness by presenting itself, immediately asking only one time, master, sir, as a question. The slave expresses his or her request for the master's attention, regardless of what the master is doing at the time. The request is presented in such a way as to not disturb what the master is doing at that time, but sufficient to make the master aware of the request. A slave can always ask for clarification and understanding, as long as they use the proper protocol to do so. And the slave can ask if the master is ready to receive her comment, its comments, but the slave does not, under any circumstance, argue. Good thing is that um, if you're using during play time, if you're using things like red, yellow, and green uh, to note levels of pain or how something is feeling, uh, like uh, then you definitely want to um, make your slave clear how they should uh, go about um, giving 
that type of input to you during play scenes. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for today's slave training podcast. Uh, It's a new and improved slave training podcast. Uh, You can find all of our resources. Uh, There's a lot there on BDSMUnited.com. Uh, we're really trying to boost our FetLife profile right now because it is a big community, a big fetish community, a big BDSM community. And after the pan or through the pandemic, uh, it's really kind of changed uh, a lot. It used to be a really great place for events, and definitely right now it's a lot of fertile ground for BDSM educational material. So we're really trying to connect and kind of inject that into our BDSM community there. Uh, so definitely find the link to us on BDSMUnited.com to our FetLife profile. And then give us a follow. Again, send us a friend request. We accept all of them there uh, at BDSM United on FetLife. And because we really believe in BDSM education, when adults are educated, it makes our entire community better. So thank you for taking your time to connect with us and also to um, help others connect with these types of BDSM educational resources. Uh, It's been great talking with you today, and we'll talk with you again soon. Before you go, head on over and visit our friend Nookie at datingkinky.com. She's been a longtime supporter and friend of whips, chains, and duct tape, and she's built a very inclusive service that is Dating Kinky. Built by kinksters, for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. But also check out a Plus membership. It gives you access to nine books, three online classes, and over 250 webinar replays. That's nearly 400 hours of kinky education. Plus membership is an amazing deal. You also get access to amazing features like voice and video chat. That's datingkinky.com.